Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself continue our discussion on the Lord's Prayer, talking about the seventh petition of the Lord's Prayer. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I am Pastor Brett Bowe, and I have with me... Pastor Jason Goodham. And Pastor Brian Rickey. Hey, right. Grandpa. Yes. yes. Congratulations. Right. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, it's so interesting. Esther Rose Rickey was born, um, yeah, just last Tuesday, which put... Awesome. Two Tuesdays. What, what, what would be the date on that one? Well, <laughs> congratulations. Anyway, yeah, it was so amazing. And um, yeah, the 30th, the date actually she was due, which... <laughs> how often how does that happen? Yeah, I know. Right. But she's a, a true Ricky. She's too. right on time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, we're, oh, we're great. We're retent of Germans that always show up at least ten minutes mm, early. That's know? awesome. So, but no, it's great. It's what the cool thing about it, and you guys have something mm-hmm. to look forward to, is it's kind of another aspect of the father's love that's revealed to yeah. you through your grandchildren. Right. And yeah, it's cool. It's. Uh, um, and there's this beauty, and I hope this doesn't, I don't want this to sound cruel because I don't mean it that way, but you're glad it's not you. You're glad that there's a legacy going on, and you're glad that it's your son who's going to raise that, and it's his turn now yeah. to perpetuate the legacy that Christ is working through awesome. their lives. So, anyway, yeah, yeah, praise the Lord. It's good. Well, and my dad says the blessing of, of grandchildren is that you get to give them back. <laughs> <laughs> there's a part of that. You know, we're, we're, you know Connie and I, we're, we're done. You know? <laughs> we're not going to be Abraham and Sarah here. We're, yeah, right. we're done. All, you, know? you have all of the best parts. <laughs> and then, oh, look, diaper needs to be changed. Here yeah, you go. Here you go. <laughs> right. yeah, we did our 10,000, you know, whatever. Oh, you know, but, wonderful. Yeah. I mean, we were in diapers for 10 years. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. Or what yep. it felt you, like. You, that, you, you tell know. me yep. something, because right now we're on year 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to so. say, we're in the midst of that, too. I yep. stock in loves or something, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. here's where we're at today. No one wants to talk about politics. Right, because this is, day as we record. Yes. After, no one wants to talk about politics. Mm-hmm. No one wants to hear about how bad my fantasy football team is. Yeah. So how about we just spend the rest baseball of the time talking about over. good yeah. Lutheran theology. Hey, that's yeah. good. We're in I the, almost thought you were going to say baseball. Yeah, right. right. We're, in the, we're in the purgatory of baseball season <laughs> oh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The wasteland. The way. Yeah. <laughs> So well, yeah. So we've got good Lutheran theology. That is good. We, we need. We can. We can do. We can have that. We get to wrap up the Lord's Prayer with this four-episode arc, and mm-hmm. we're on to the sacraments and being really combative. Ooh, fun, yeah. fun. You know the thing. Jason and I were talking off mic yesterday, and you know the thing that about the beauty mm-hmm. of of maintaining a healthy biblical balance to preaching law and gospel mm-hmm. and to doing that. I don't know that I even understood that in the seminary, but boy, that verse in first mm-hmm. Corinthians that the, the preaching of the gospel is a stumbling block for the Jews or the religious people who want religion versus yeah. faith in yeah. Christ Jesus. And it's foolishness to the secular or to the Greek mm-hmm. and how, <laughs> how it, re- it causes people to respond. People who think they're Christians yeah. who are just actually looking for religiosity they're offended by that. And then others who don't want any accountability at all, yeah. what we would call maybe antinomianism or whatever, they get offended by it because, oh, you're, you're preaching works righteousness. And so having that balance, it is extraordinary how much of a blessing it is. Mm-hmm. That um, we have these great tools in front of us, these confessions yeah. that hold us to a balanced perspective of law and gospel and biblical theology. Yeah. 
We would we would remember in this, and, and Lutherans especially struggle with this. I think it's not law or gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not law right. then gospel. Amen. It's law and gospel, and, gospel. and it's, right. it's one language that God speaks, and it's the language of right. law and gospel. God is yep. always in His Word, always convicting of sin. Mm-hmm. He's always revealing His holiness, right? But He's always forgiving sin, and He's always saving. Mm-hmm. And that's what law and gospel looks like. Yeah. And Amen. It's, uh, the the catechism is a remarkable instruction book for that mm-hmm. because, you know, we would expect as we went through the Ten Commandments, we would expect that it would be only law, but mm-hmm. there's so much gospel yep. that Luther points to us in the Ten Commandments, and we would expect in the creed that it would be only gospel, mm-hmm. but we're reminded even in the first or the first article of the creed yeah. of our stewardship of the creation that God has provided us with mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, we've seen that working through the Lord's Prayer now, and this we will have finished 28 episodes wow. on the Lord's Prayer when we're done with this arc. So. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, listener, if you haven't, if you're just joining us, maybe you can go back and start at the beginning or, or even I've heard of people starting at the very first episode, but you can even go back 20 well, 24 episodes to start episodes. with the yeah, Lord's Prayer. Thankfully, each episode is individually titled. Yeah, so you'll you, be can, able you to, can check to it out. In on that. All of the episodes are still up on iTunes. All the episodes are still up on our website, beinglutheran.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, share, but, share with a friend. But we say this not because we're arrogant or yeah, we're self-promoters. Right. We, all we're doing... We're not generating any of this content. <clears throat> mm-hmm. We're talking, what we're doing is talking about what's already been written for us. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun to talk about for us. Right. Uh, we want others to hear yeah. and receive it. And that's we why we want to promote accessible. it. And yeah. not everyone is of the mind to just sit down, crack open a book and start pouring into it. And a lot of us have busy lives mm-hmm. and podcasting on our commute to work mm-hmm. or, or whatever, which is what I do, mm-hmm. um, is... Uh, is refreshing. Yeah. I always find it though a blessing just to be reminded as a pastor and as a believer, you know, that, that there is this, these confessions and that it holds us to a balanced perspective. And so honestly, I, I feel blessed just to even do it. And mm-hmm. I think yeah. if only two people listen to it or even yeah, one, right. it you know, your yep. son, if only your son yeah, right. is our, our only listener, yeah. shout out to I'd Gideon. still want to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Periodic I'd, shout out to I'd still right. want to do it because yeah. it is a blessing. Yeah, and, um, right. Well, in that too, the confessions work law and gospel on us. Yeah. They, on the right. one hand, they keep us accountable. Yep. They don't let us stray to the right or to the left, but on the other mm-hmm. hand, it's freeing. Yep. Having a confession is so freeing for ourselves it's mm-hmm. not generating you don't have pressure. to reinvent the wheel exactly. modern day um, we have theologians in the past that have done a lot of heavy lifting for us well in, in the emphasis if you read through the whole book of Concord which is what the class that this is based on is designed to mm-hmm. do what you'll see over and over again is the emphasis on comfort comfort for the conscience yeah, and, right. and, and that's the beauty of the Lutheran mm. confessions in my mind Amen. comfort, 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 comfort Amen. all the way through yes Amen. All right, let's jump in. We're on the seventh seventh petition, petition, and it says this. Lucky number seven. Yeah, what is the seventh petition? But deliver us from evil. What does this mean? We pray in this petition, as in a summary, that our Father in heaven would deliver us from all kinds of evil, of body and soul, property and honor, and finally, when our last hour shall come, we pray that he would grant us a blessed end and graciously take us from this veil of tears to himself in heaven. Amen. Amen. All right, here we have it. The last petition, the last request of the Lord's Prayer. 
Yeah, in in typical Luther fashion, he just looks at this, and it's a summary for mm-hmm. everything. Right, and, right. Uh, it works well to think of it that way, but from the outset, uh, we, we can step out of the catechism a little bit and recognize that in the petition, when the Lord's mm-hmm. Prayer is delivered to us, yep. the actual language is deliver us from the evil one. The evil one, mm-hmm. right. The evil one. And sure. so, well, to why, get into do specifics. Do you know why that it, it's changed over the time as far as translations go? And I don't mm-hmm. know. Um I, I Henry the Eighth is to blame. Let's what? just blame it on him. <laughs> yeah, Henry, yeah, yeah, yeah. The King James right. Version. Sorry, KJV yeah. only people. Ooh. Uh, no, it's you know, there's a lot of theories. There's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. ways yeah. to look at it, and especially with modern translations. I'm, I'm sure on some level you run into people who are uncomfortable with the reality of Satan mm-hmm. instead of it more of an abstract notion yep. of I'm, evil. Yeah, yep. I'm sure. On some level, it's just a grammatical issue that I haven't looked at recently in the Greek. But what we know is the original Greek looks like deliver us from the evil one. Mm -hmm. And I, at least from my perspective, think that the Christian church of today, the, especially mm-hmm. the American church in the 21st century, our theology <laughs> We need to Satan, be reminded of Satan. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really weak. It's, it's mm-hmm. almost shameful yeah. what we've done to it. Right. And... Uh, I think we put a lot of Christians unintentionally in peril mm-hmm. by failing to teach about an adversary, mm-hmm. someone who yeah, right. has a vested interest in attacking our faith and right. destroying wants our faith. to take us out. Yep. Yeah. And so, thinking about that, we would recognize in, in that specific clause in the Greek language that Christ's victory for us on the cross yeah. is a victory over Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I think if we don't acknowledge the work of Satan and the presence of Satan, we somehow cheapen the atoning sacrifice of Christ mm-hmm. uh, because you you take away the real true power and the real true victory and who that victory is over, mm-hmm. you know, so. And, and it's so interesting is last week we talked or, or uh, yeah, it was last week as far as the podcast <laughs> is concerned, uh, we talked about Matthew 4 mm-hmm. in Satan tempting Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and, and the role he has in tempting us. And, and mm-hmm. now we have him identified here as an adversary. And, yep. and you know, even with this deliver us from evil, I think we have allusions to what was written in Ephesians 6 in the armor mm-hmm. of God, the, yep. the shield of faith right. to protect us from the fiery darts of the evil one. The evil one. one, right. And so, you know, we... We really need to do a better job in the church. I think we need to do a better job as pastors of, mm-hmm. of warning, of, of preaching about mm-hmm. Satan, mm-hmm. Of, of what that looks like. And, you know, his job, mm-hmm. uh, his role is the prosecuting attorney against right. our sins. Yeah, in that courtroom analogy. And, yeah. and he will yeah. accuse, yep. and yep. he accuses maliciously, Absolutely. but he's the one, you know, who will stand in the courtroom of God, almost like the Job scene from Job mm-hmm. 1 and 2. Yep. And he will accuse us of our sins, but he will yep. accuse us before yeah. God of our sins. And right. and this is what we're praying against, that mm-hmm. we would not be destroyed by our guilt, mm-hmm. uh, but that we would be driven to the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Yeah, Amen. that's right. Yep. And, and that's not to say that the way we say the Lord's Prayer is deficient when we say deliver us from evil, because there is a sense that saying evil does encompass all, all the work of Satan. Um, but it's, it's just another way to maybe from a different angle to think about it and, and well, wrestle and, with it. You know, we want to unpack as many different facets mm-hmm. of it as we can. Certainly right. Satan is evil, so we can yeah. blanket him under that. But, 
you know, it's we we want to not ignore the the riches and the depth mm-hmm. of what God is doing for us. And yeah. again, you know, at the outset, we've identified each of the other six petitions that mm-hmm. what we're praying for is something that God is already doing. In the seventh yeah. petition here, this is something that God has already done. Mm-hmm. And and it's you know he is still delivering us from evil. He's protecting us. You know, we, sure. Perfect we, all tense. That have has, has done and, and yeah, continues past to. action with present consequences. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the Greek fans out there. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Perfect tense. Uh, but it's this is the end result of mm-hmm. the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's, yeah. It's First Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. Thanks be to God mm-hmm. who gives us the victory in Jesus Christ. And, Amen. And we look at this. And what we're praying for is something that has already happened, mm-hmm. but now we have that that you know that that famous phrase to describe the Christian life: the already but not yet. Yeah, right, right. Because in the "What does this mean?" section, he says that he would deliver us from all kinds of evil, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it, there's a variety of ways that Satan attacks us, and Satan tries to wreak havoc on us. Um, yeah, and I, I, you know, like Luther does often has the, the two pairs of, or pairs of things, body and soul, property, honor, um, and and so on. Yeah. He, he identifies the summary and really returning back to the catechism, it allows us to look at the other six petitions in a proper perspective. Luther will write that Mm -hmm. the entire substance of the Lord's prayer is directed against the enemy who is hindering all of the other petitions actively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, the work of Satan is to hinder the holiness of God's name. The hmm. work of Satan is to hinder the advance of God's kingdom. The work of Satan is to work against God's will. The mm-hmm. work of Satan is to destroy yeah. the daily bread, the material, the good material possessions that God gives us t- to live on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. The work of, of Satan is to rob us of forgiveness. And the work yep. of Satan is to tempt us to evil. Mm-hmm. And and so when it all said and done, we are praying the entire the, the content of the Lord's prayer, but especially this this last summary petition mm-hmm. against the work of Satan and against evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say, say, Brian, have you or is, does knowing that evil is personified in Satan does that help you? Uh, instead of just thinking of evil in terms of just a generic thing, but knowing that it's almost like a personal attack on you, does that is that helpful thinking? I think it here? can be. I think if we keep a balanced perspective, understanding mm-hmm. that a lot of times we dig our own hole, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of times we end up being like Eve is like, oh, the devil made me do it, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's the one who deceived me. And sure. So I think a lot of times the devil and God get credit for things we do to ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so getting back to the three enemies. But I do, yeah, I think devil. I think understanding that that Christ um overcame the the author, if you will, of of evil, who is Satan, is definitely helpful in in seeing the victory that we have. Um but also then how it points to the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus where we allow the Holy Spirit to enable us to put off the old self and put on the new, as mm-hmm. Colossians 3 talks about. Uh, I think that if you hold it into a balanced perspective, I think it's healthy. But I don't, it's very easy to go one way or the other. To like, oh, he's not really working. Because I think that some, some you know, 
eschatology views are going to basically say that, oh, the devil's totally bound and he's not working. I do think that's a bit absurd if you look at our society. I just can't see that. <laughs> you know, especially, you know, the present tense in First mm-hmm. Peter, the devil prowls around, yeah. you know. Yeah, right. So you've got that. and then you, But then you've got the other side where you almost give the devil too much power. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think there's just has yeah, to be a balance sure. between the two. So that's good. good question. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe this would be a, a good time. We had a question. Oh, came right. in last week about the work of the devil and the work of our flesh in temptation, I think. what How we see the difference or whatever. It was from Emma from Fargo. Um, so, if are you looking it up, Brett? I can yes, find I it too. Yes, I almost have it here. Okay. There we go. Um, I can sing while we're looking. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He found it! Great! <laughs> no, please don't, please don't. <laughs> All right, so Emma writes this. Obviously, God testing us and Satan tempting us are two different things. Mm-hmm. However, on a practical level, do they appear any different to us? Can the same events or circumstances be used by God to test someone and by Satan to tempt them? All right, good question. It is a great question. That is a really mm-hmm. good question. It's the, the, the easy answer is yes. <laughs> right, to cop out. Um, a, a great example of how this works is what goes on in... Uh, the book of Habakkuk. Hmm. Uh, and, and, and Satan's kind of removed from the picture there, but I think it, it makes for a good template. In the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk prays the first, the major part of the book, Habakkuk's praying, how can you do this, God? You are using evil, pagan Babylon to destroy right. and judge your people. And, and it's, a, it's a terrible thing. But at the same time, God uses the bloodlust of the Babylonians mm-hmm. to as cause to judge them right. later on, you know, because they carry away the articles of the temple. And it's and, not like God didn't try to reveal himself to Nebuchadnezzar, yep. you know, I mm-hmm. mean, so. Yep. Yeah. And I, I mean, at any given situation, uh, mm-hmm. in, an event in our life mm-hmm. can drive us to despair yeah. or it can drive us right. to repentance. Right. Another passage I think of too with this is Joseph and his brothers, yeah. where he says, yes. You guys meant it for evil, but I can't remember how it. But, but Brett God paraphrased. Meant it but God meant it for yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, same circumstances, but yeah, different yeah. perspective yeah. there. And really, um, his response to the evil that came into our life is really a great example, and and, and it should be an inspiration to all of us because all through that, he never wavered in his trust and faith in God. And God used that. He, he mm-hmm. used this this joy in the midst of suffering. And, and that's an extraordinary, I think, encouragement to all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, one of the things we want to caution in asking these questions, they're great phys- mm-hmm. philosophical questions. They're, they're, they're great. Getting close to the, we're, how we're, many need, or how many well, angels, are, not quite you, to you, that. We just want to be careful how specific we are in describing the action of God when he's acting out of his hidden will. Sure. You, you, you want, Good. He well hasn't said. revealed yeah. to us. Uh, God does not tempt. Mm-hmm. So we, we have God's purpose involved and we also want to acknowledge God is never the creator of sin. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not the creator of evil. Yep. Uh, but when God doesn't want us to fail, that's what a temptation is. God doesn't want us to fail. He, he, he will at times test our faith because he wants us to repent. He mm-hmm. wants to forgive us. He wants to give us assurance of salvation. He wants mm-hmm. us actively to increase in trust in him, so on and so forth. On the other hand, 
the devil tempts. The devil is a liar and yeah. murderer. That's John eight forty four. Right. Uh, he his goal is to destroy. That's a, the thief comes only steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that you have, might have life and have it to the full. John mm-hmm. ten ten. Thanks, Josh Gogerbo, by the way. Um, <laughs> John ten. That's inside 10. baseball for right. AFLC people. Uh, but <laughs> Satan will will lie. He will misuse scripture. He will, he will use every tool in the book to get you to screw up mm-hmm. it, it, with the purpose of destroying your faith, with the mm-hmm. purpose of, yep. of making you comfortable in your sin so to, to you won't repent. So he wants to set you in opposition to God. What God wants to happen is he wants you on your knees before him mm-hmm. praying for mercy yeah. to forgive you. And, and, and that's the difference. Yeah. And we don't want to miss that aspect. It's it's so hard, especially when we struggle with so much evil in the world, mm-hmm. so much bad in the world. Uh, we are not permitted to describe how God acts in his hidden will. If right. we have a word, mm-hmm. a specific word, we know what he's doing. We, we sure. proclaim that day and night. Mm-hmm. But otherwise... Part of being Lutheran is... Just going as far as scripture goes going as far and, as and scripture no further. Yeah. And then, you know, even to co-opt some terminology from Luther in the Heidelberg Disputation, to call a thing what it is. Mm-hmm. But if we don't have a name for a thing, we let that be God's. Sure. Yep. And, you know, it's a great question. Oftentimes, uh, they're working simultaneously, one against us and, and one for us yep. in, in that way. But God is always working in truth. Mm-hmm. To forgive, it's, you know, one one of the things with understanding how God operates, a, a great distinction when we don't have anything else to work with, is the theological distinction of God's alien work versus His proper work. Mm-hmm. God's alien work is to judge and to condemn sin mm-hmm. and to be angry and have wrath against sin. He does it because He's holy and He's perfect and we're sinners. But God's proper work, the 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 true essence of God's character, is to have mercy, uh, to to be merciful to deliver. Mm-hmm. And so in a situation where we don't know what's going on, we don't understand what's happening to us, or we don't understand what's happening to a loved one, we are permitted by scripture to entrust that situation to the grace and mercy of God, because mm-hmm. that is his character. You know, in, in the case where there's a definitive word, sure, uh, we still call sin, sin, we still call a thing what it is. But even in that, we do so with compassion because God's wrath and his anger and his fury against mm-hmm. sin is always designed to produce repentance. Yeah, Satan's actions always designed to destroy, mm-hmm. but God acts so that we might be reconciled to him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good place to wrap up this episode. Brian, you got a verse for us or verses? I do. In Colossians 2, as Paul is speaking to believers, verse 13, it begins, And you who were dead in your trespasses... And the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please join us next week as Pastor Jason, Pastor Brett, and myself continue our discussion on the seventh petition of the Lord's Prayer. God bless you and have a great week.